five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where tonight I am here with Scott. Say hello, Scott. Hey, how you doing? And Susan is here with me. Say hi, Susan. Hi. Sweet. All right, so this is part B. Scott is going to teach me about somebody that I don't think I know anything about. Scott, who are we going to do tonight? <laughs> it's so funny that you mentioned this. So, <laughs> hi, how are how you doing? I uh, appreciate you having me on here to talk about this particular person. This is a person who influenced me with um, a lot of different uh, aspects of his music. He's also inspired numerous people that I probably can't even mention because this, he it's just so hard to go into. So let me just mention <laughs> who it is. Right. All right, go time. ahead. All right, go. <clears throat> so this is Alice Cooper. Okay, I know a little bit. No, no. Let me let me just. I could pick him me, out in a lineup. Let me start him out by saying uh, Damien Vincent Furner. Okay. Which was his All real right. name. Got it. He started in like uh, nineteen. I think it was nineteen sixty-eight, sixty-seven, when him okay. and his friends were. Uh, they were uh, running class, uh, running team. Oh, okay, like a track team in, in yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, high school. Three guys decided that they wanted to form a band. Okay, so they formed this band basically by telling each other, "It's like you're going to play guitar, you're going to play <laughs> bass, I'm going to sing. It's going to work out great." <laughs> Just figure it out. They didn't know how to play any instruments. They went up on stage for the talent show, and they called themselves the Spiders. Okay. so they put this spider web behind their stage. And uh, okay. they all wore Beatles wigs because they were influenced by the Beatles. No way. They get up and they do this show and they mimic Beatles songs by making it look gross because of the spiders. And they made this little thing. They won the talent show. Come on. They loved the fact that everybody loved them and was clapping. They thought this music thing was a big deal. Right. A few years later, they had a couple of new members and the Alice Cooper band was formed. Wait, no, okay. Why, <coughs> why Alice Cooper? So that's the funny story. Wait, before you even get there, Suze, do you know a lot about this? Because um, I, I, <laughs> I don't know I, anything I, about I, this. I, I don't know the history, too much history on right. Alice Cooper. I do know that uh, Does he play Scott, a lot of songs for you? Like, does he play oh, a lot yeah. of Alice Cooper? <laughs> oh, he does. I, oh, I, the sad I, part I is, is she, she probably knows as much Alice Cooper as I do. And the fact is she just doesn't like knowing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I, I skip a lot of them. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, he all puts right. them on my playlist and I skip them. Okay. I sneak them in. All right. So, so go ahead. All right. So, so when, why, why Alice Cooper? So the funny part is, is, is the legend is that the, guy, the band got together and they were using an Ouija board. Okay. And they yep. used this Ouija board and it came up with these letters that spelled the name of Alice Cooper, which was a legendary witch from back in the 17th century. Okay. This is all a legend. Right. It's like, not true. When you talk to Alice <laughs> yeah. nowadays, he tells you that the band got together and they thought of a funny name to actually <laughs> name their band that sounded like a little old lady and he came up with the name Alice. Cooper. Got it. Okay. Basically, for the first three years, they thought it was a little blonde lady. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh and they found out later on. And Alice actually, or Damien at the time, would actually dress up in an old lady's outfit when he was dre- when they when they went out and performed. What, what is the deal with him in this goth? Like so that's where it came up with. So when they like t- so when their first theme. album the first album came out that was so they didn't actually have anybody to actually produce them. Um, the they tried sorry, to, sorry, were they originals? <coughs> like he was they were original? all writing original music. So he's writing all this stuff. He's writing okay. all original music. The first two albums they did was Pretties for You and Easy Action. These two albums were produced by none other 
than one of the greats, Frank Zappa. Come on. The only way that he could get it's them to produce them. So Alice actually, he, he went to California. They went to Los Angeles. They started playing out at bars. They started doing these little gigs. They were playing out with different things. And so they tried to say, well, look, we got to get a record out. They wrote to Frank Zappa over and over again, went to his house, waited no, in on. the morning until he got up <laughs> so they could perform <laughs> in his driveway. Stop. And Frank Zappa actually signed them to a record deal because he thought they were a comedy act. No way. Yeah. Wow. Because of the name and the fact that there was no girl in the band. And yeah. Okay, who's Alice Cooper? And you say, I'm Yeah, because it kind of doesn't fit. And they yeah. said, he goes, okay, look, I'm going to give you all two albums. We'll see how it works. Well, Frank said that there was something there. The first two albums were hard to listen to. <laughs> I tell you this being you a fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They are very difficult to enter you. Now, there's a couple great songs, Shoe Salesman. There's a couple songs I could tell you about, but I'm not even going to play for all them. Right. But they're, not that, they're not the songs. Okay. Later on... Bob Ezrin came in because Frank said, you know, that this band has got something. So he adds Bob Ezrin. Bob Ezrin was one of the greatest music producers from the day. Okay. Produced Kiss. He produced, uh, he helped with Led Zeppelin. Did, he did, helped with, did he go to California at the time to do yeah, this then? This okay. is all, all in right. California. Yep. So once he was able to get with Bob, Bob was able to start telling, well, listen, we're going to start working on a different album. We're going to start pushing you in a different direction. And he came out with an album called Love It to Death. Love It to Death had his big hit. I'm 18. The funny part was, is when he played this song on the radio, or he played it in the band, uh, in the bars, Bob thought it was, he was saying, I'm edgy, because oh, of the way that they that sang the song. <laughs> and then after they is played that still the one song, of his really big hits? That was his biggest hit. At the oh, time. Pull it up. 18? Yeah. So if you listen to the song at first, when, now this is actually a cleaned up version, because Bob Ezrin actually told gave them music lessons no, so that they could actually play their instruments better. And mind you, let me tell you, in 1973, Rolling Stone gave Alice Cooper Band the best band of the year Come in Rolling on. Stone. That was the album I'm getting ready to get to. All right, okay, all right, give me a second. Let me just hear this. What year is this? This would be 1971. Okay. Edgy. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. So okay. it's very okay. basic. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. this is it's, this it's, it's, this is not one of the songs that I would normally play to try to introduce you to Alice Cooper as being no, but I see a where great he's musician. From. Okay. Okay. Now, before I get into too much other uh, stuff that he's done. Sorry. 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 Whoops. Sorry. Wait a minute. Sorry. When you say he's a musician, does he do more than just sing? Yeah, he actually plays guitar. He does play guitar. Okay. Yeah, and he's, he actually writes all his songs, which is a really yeah. unusual thing for me. And I'm going to get into something later. But he, he, he writes all his songs on his own. He's, he can play piano. He can oh, play, wow. He can so he's play, quite, quite he's, accomplished. He's a talented you, guy. When you see him in concert, you never see any of that stuff because he doesn't bring a guitar out. He doesn't bring a piano out. He doesn't do any of that stuff. He just does it for the writing. Because he's mainly a showman, right? He's a showman, yeah. and he knows how to make it work. I wanted to get into a little bit of stories about Alice. Okay. So the reason I wanted to get into stories about Alice because I didn't want you to just focus on the fact that he was able to write all these great songs with his first band. His first band was great, and I want to get into one of those particular songs. Okay. But the thing about Alice Cooper was he was able to actually friend more people than you would ever understand. He was friends with Groucho Marx. 
He was friends with George Burns. He used to play golf with George Burns and, John, and Johnny Carson Come on. every Sunday. Come on. And he still plays golf to this day. Now, Alice Cooper struggled with alcoholism and different things, so he actually went into alcohol rehab two or three different times before he finally actually got it under control. Okay. And his wife, Cheryl Cooper, who also stayed with him all this time, helped him get through this. But one of his best friends who helped him get through rehab was Dick Van Dyke. Come on. See, these are the things that I wanted to bring up That's because crazy. he was How so is he immersed in this. He was Hollywood? so immersed in Hollywood yeah. because he was such a big fan of the old school Hollywood style. Yeah. Yeah. He was big into that. He wrote his songs with stories. Once he got it started getting into that, he started like being friends with all these different musicians. He used to be best friends and had a big downfall with a, uh, one of the greatest musicians of all time, Jim Morrison. Come on. He used to be his drinking buddy. They used <sighs> to drink together to the point where they would fall asleep and pass out together. No way. Now, because of the fact that Jim Morrison <laughs> died and went off, and, J and Alice got real, real, real bummed out about that and actually wrote a song about it called Desperado, which is really great. Right. And I would play that song for you, but I don't <laughs> think you'd like it as much. Okay, okay. But... <laughs> What I wanted to get to is the fact that he had so many different friends that did wow. these different things. So he got to, once they got to, the, the band got really good, and they started being really, really great. They started performing all these great songs. They started getting in the Rolling Stone. People started noticing them. Right. So they go in the studio. This is back in the day when you could go into the studio, and you would be recording a song, and Paul McCartney and the Wings would be down right. at one end, right. and Pink Floyd would be yeah. at the other end, and everybody would yeah. be playing songs. Yeah. So they were in the studio. They are recording this album called Billion Dollar Babies. Billion Dollar Babies. Billion Dollar Babies okay. was one of Alice Cooper's strongest albums. It was actually had more hits on that album than any of his other albums. Elected, um, it had also a couple of crazy songs like I Love the Dead and Sick Things, which I'm not <laughs> going to get into. But one of the big songs was Billion Dollar Babies. Neil Smith, the drummer of Alice Cooper, used to get in a battle with Bonzo. Come on. <laughs> about how many drum kit, drum, drums he had. So we going to, no. they used to battle back and forth, and him and Keith Moon used to call each other up. How many drums do you got? So now? these guys were like... They were all friends with everybody. So wow. it was really cool Why that they had such, such a great, you know, camadre that's back in the day that you don't have nowadays. All right, let that's me ask, one let me, let me ask a naive, uh, maybe unfair question, and maybe it's just because I don't know him well enough. How is he then not more popular, or is that by design? Is he more of a, if you know, you know kind of an artist? Like why? It's, why it's always I... been one of those things that he's actually wondered about. He never really? even got in the Hall of Fame until 2011. And when in 2011, it was the Alice Cooper band that got in the Hall of Fame, not Alice Cooper, oh, which, wow. was, which he wanted. He didn't want him to be So he's way bigger than I know of. In essence, I, and, because and, and, of certain things... I, I think that right? he is bigger than you probably know. I mean, he's, he's got a, a ton of followers. People follow him yeah. all and it's, over the place. And it's not just... It's, it's, Did it's, I just not get the music when I got into classic rock? And, and no, all that it's kind? not that. It's, it's, it's that you probably got into music that he influenced. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. You know, like, yeah, that's you, you think about Kiss. Yeah. You think about Marilyn Manson. You think yeah. about any band that's out there, even Bowie when he started wearing makeup. So wait a minute. All Alice like, was doing this stuff beforehand. When you say this stuff, I want to be specific. 
like that theatrical the theatrical shows. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. I have what, to like that, and I think that that's why a lot of people kind of veered away from her and didn't like him because they didn't like the theatrical yeah. part of it. Yeah. So maybe you would have liked the music. You had to. But you had he to had like a that show too. I see. What you you're know, like Dylan had. You think about the thing that Dylan had. He had a story in each song. Right. When Cooper would put an album out, he had a story in an entire album. So his concert would be an entire show. Got it. So when he would do certain things, every every album that he did had a theme. So each song had a story that had As to part be of part that of theme. that theme. I see what you're saying. And okay. he was really right. great at writing shows. But I don't really? want to get into that right. particular okay. no, part. That I wanted me, to play this particular one song because I think that you'll get a kick out of this simply because, or the story that I was telling about the fact that he was able to go into a studio back in the day when yeah. you were able to play. Yeah. So he was playing the song Billion Dollar Babies, which I'm getting ready to play. All right. So down the hallway, he needed somebody else to sing this one part of the song, which I know you've heard this song before. Yeah, have I? And there's this high-pitched voice in the back of it that does a second vor- verse of the song. Okay. And you don't know who that person is, and they never revealed who it was. Is there any way, wait, before you tell me, is there any way I could guess it? I'll let you try. Oh, hell yeah. Let's try that. Okay. <laughs> See if you can guess who the voice is All on right. the second verse of this song. All right. The great drum part of Neil Smith. Let's hear it. This is good stuff. Wait for you to hear the voices. All right. Okay. The first voice is Alice Cooper. Okay. Second voice is who I want you to try to guess the, who it is. You're telling me the high harmony. Somebody who walked down the hall and said, hey, listen, I want you to sing a song. Come in here oh and just God. do this part. This is going to be great. And this is a very famous singer. Okay. All right. Give me, let me hear it first. This right here. Oh, wait, it does sound familiar. Oh, man. I should know that. Just the lyrics themselves. Hold on, stop, stop. No, who is it? That is none other than Donovan. Come on. <laughs> and Alice loves telling this story no. because Donovan was such a pure yeah. heart. Yeah. And he brought him in to sing this song about dead babies. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. It's a rocking song. That's Donovan. No and this way. is the this is the time when Alice Cooper actually his band got nominated for being and uh, being the band of the year. So their band themselves were so strong and so tight they were able to do this stuff. Wow. Now this was the second to the last album. They did one more album after this, which was called Muscle of Love. Okay. And then after that, the band broke up. And he went solo. And he went solo. When okay. he went solo, he actually took on the name Alice Cooper as his own name. Before then, okay, until, you, as a until band, you came to do this, I thought that was his name. Everybody did. But God. when he was in the band Alice Cooper, that was the name of the band. Got it. And he and, took the and name. And he took the name and made it his own after that and went on well, his he own. He was the front man. And in he all said fairness, that, he, right? I mean, he, yeah, he, he was the front guy and he was the guy wearing the dress and the crazy yeah, stuff in right. the front. So and everybody yeah, figured right. it was Alice Cooper. Yeah, right. And he did all the theatrics with the old band. He had the guillotine. He had the uh, blood. He had, you know, he threw. Everybody used to make jokes that he 
bit chickens or stepped <laughs> yeah, on right. things. Yeah, there's always all those legends, yeah. The only legend that's actually true is that one time he was at a concert, he had there, somebody threw a live chicken on the stage. So at the time, because they were all drinking and partying, he threw the chicken back out thinking that it was going to fly away. Chickens don't fly. Right, right. Yeah. So when it landed in the audience, the audience went nuts and tore it apart oh. and threw pieces back on the stage. So people kept thinking that Alice Cooper tore it apart. Got it. When Alice Cooper told this story to Zappa, Zappa said, don't tell anybody anything different. Yeah, let them think. <laughs> yeah, it's great publicity. <laughs> let that go. Yeah, let it go. You don't want to argue. So wow. then he went on to do his own stuff. When he went on to do his own stuff, Bob Ezrin actually gave him a studio band. The studio band that he gave him was amazing. Really? The first album that he came out with that was his own was Welcome to My Nightmare. This Welcome to My Nightmare album was off the charge, number one. It went great. It did good. Wow. All these, he did, he did these what shows. Year is that? What year is that? You He's said talking about 75. Five, okay. 1975, he did that one. That's not the album I want to play. Okay, all right. So the album that I want to go to is an album called Goes to Hell. Okay. <clears throat> Alice Cooper's Goes to Hell album was one of the best albums for music because of the fact that he was able to write music stories that, I don't know, there's just something about the way he was able to tell a story. In the Welcome to My Nightmare album, it was a story about a person waking up from a nightmare. So the uh, whole album had a story around it. So it's a concept album. He a makes concept. It, he actually yeah. had Vincent Price step on with him on the album. Wow. He had uh, a little story about the nightmare, then going to a child, and then ending. So in the Goes to Hell album, the interesting part about that was he was able to t write a song about going to hell and meeting the devil. The interesting part about him writing this story is he knows a lot about that because his father was a minister. Oh, my So, goodness. And being the fact that he was raised really strict, kind of, sure. you know, he, he knows a lot about religion. He knows where to step his bounds and where not to go. Right. And even though he was writing all this evil stuff, no one ever pushed him over the limit like a Black Sabbath kind of thing. Yeah, got He it. never got he went the that far. devil go that worship, right. devil worshiping thing. It was always just kind of like right there on the edge. So the reason that I wanted to play this next song is I wanted to show you the showmanship that he had. Okay. So this, with, without playing the whole album, I wanted to play one song, which is called Give the Kid a Break. Okay. Give the Kid a Break is a story about him showing up and meeting the devil for the first time. He actually plays the part of himself, and then he plays the part of the devil. He does two different voices in the song. So oh, the devil brilliant. is actually one part, and he's the other part, that's and he's arguing with himself. And it's a really neat little story. Oh, that's story. really cool. So listen All to right, this go song. Ahead, go ahead. And you'll like the way it's actually done, because it's a little bit like an old, old style music. Noah, I'm down here. Must be something I said. Wait, that's like an, that's a, exactly. that's a, that's 1959 right there. He's telling the story. He's telling you why I shouldn't be here. Yeah. I shouldn't be here. In my soul in my head. You haven't gotten to the devil yet. Don't know why I'm down here. Don't deserve to roast obey. If you played it, I would never guess it's Alice Cooper. Exactly. Never. That's why I played it. Allegations. Why don't you give the kid a break? Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. 
those that are listening can't see the dancing that is coming out of Scott right now. But it, it is definitely, definitely worth noting. Okay, now here's the devil. All right. Seriously. It is theater. Okay, it's okay. theatrical. That's exactly what I was pointing out. Seriously. So when he came to this point, he was actually able to write songs that were able to be part into a show. So each of his shows were big theatrical productions. He would have like yeah. singers, dancers. Uh, he did um, stage acts with uh, guillotines, with uh, yeah. different yeah. types of yeah. Props on That's the, the stage. only thing I know about him is when I would see him on TV or catch a concert or something in, in, while flipping, is his theatrics, his 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 stage presence is incredible. He was the first one to do this. Was he really? So you think about this particular part. He the only reason he did this is because he wanted people to come to a concert and actually see a show, yeah. rather than just see a guitar solo, a drum yeah, solo, listening. and be done. Yeah, yeah. watching. So you're play seeing it. something else going on besides that. He's got so many different things. Every one of his shows were different. Every one of his shows. Have you were seen unique. him live? I've seen him live more times than I can count. Wow. Oh yeah. How I, the, and, and the shows are. Oh yeah. So Every let, one of let, them were great. I actually it, got to meet him the last show I went to see, and I got to take my son to see him. Brandon, how you doing, bud? <laughs> and I got to take him to see him, and we both got our picture taken with him. No, that's so amazing. Really cool. I didn't get to talk to him too because it was rushed in and out, but you know it was great. That's incredible. How is it hearing the music versus seeing the music? Actually, uh, that's the one thing. Alice Cooper has got a great way of capturing musicians. So what is I can, that? What, I can what, what is easily that mean? You mean, tell... You mean you as a musician? No, capturing musicians to play for. Oh, oh, I'm so, okay. Because yeah. Alice Cooper himself is a great showman. Right. All he needs to do is surround himself with great musicians. Sure. To this day, he's still got those great musicians behind him. He's got guys, he's got a girl guitar player, and I can't think of her name. I feel bad for not knowing it. <laughs> but she plays, she is unbelievable. And his band that he's got now is great. Really? And that doesn't even get me to where I'm going. Okay, that's okay. <laughs> to, this, okay. to this day now, so Alice is on his own. He's doing his own stuff now. He's also formed his own band called the Hollywood Vampires. You remember me telling you about all the stuff that he used to drink with yeah. his parties and Jim Morrison and yeah, all those guys? Sure. Well, they used to hang out in Vegas and they used to get out on top of this roof in top of one of the Vegas hotels. I think it was the, I want to say it was the Caesar or the Grand or the uh, MGM Grand. They used to go up on the roof and drink all the time. And him and Jim Morrison did it. Him and uh, <clears throat> back in the day, it was uh, Dick and uh, right. all the guys in the, uh, the Rat Pack. They would all go up there and drink. And they called themselves the Hollywood Vampires. And it was, it was one God. of those things that they just did because it was just something to do. All these guys, he's lost now because wow. he's been around sure, long enough to remember than, it. Yeah. I mean, he's friends with like people like Iggy Pop. And yeah. he made a joke about the fact that when he was with Iggy Pop, the last time Iggy Pop called him, he said he was telling him about like uh, what daycare to take his grandkid to. <laughs> he says, 30 years ago, we were walking over crackheads in the middle of a hallway. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's just a weird kind of thing Things that he's changed. gotten to. That's nuts. So uh, now he's formed a band called the Hollywood Vampires. And the Hollywood Vampires, he's got musicians. The three top musicians in this band are Joe Perry from Aerosmith. Sure. John, I mean, uh, Johnny Depp. The actor, oh, yeah, she sure. plays guitar with him, and Alice Cooper. Now, they've also gotten people like Brian Johnson from ACDC to sing yeah, with them. Right. 
They've also got Paul McCartney singing with Come them. Come on. That's <laughs> They've wild. got crazy people singing with them, and they rewrote They do these. like a Vegas show, and they'll put it they, over there? No, they or actually they tour are, around. They're touring around right now on their own. They've got a bunch of different musicians to go out. Is they've he still only, doing the theatrical kind of thing? He still does yeah. his own show on Alice Cooper, but he still does Hollywood Vampires on the side. That's so really he's doing cool. two different things. Plus, he's acted in movies. He's yeah. different things yeah. he's done. Yeah. So he's still, and he's still an avid golfer. He does, he a, finally lot of, was he able, does a lot of charity, too. He's finally able to have licked the liquor. He actually fell off the wagon like three times yeah. before he was able to actually kick it. And he said golf was what, what did it put for him, him on. Yeah, wow. He said he finally got addicted to something other than alcohol. I had no idea he was disconnected and this big and that. That's incredible. Oh, it's, it's crazy. One of, my, one of the stories that I wanted to tell okay. before I go into my uh, Hollywood Vampires, my last song, okay. <clears throat> um, was, he was uh, he was friends with Groucho Marx. Who, by the way, is one of my favorites, just so you know. Oh, Groucho Marx. Uh, don't get me started on Groucho Marx. He is my favorite comedian. <gasps> is he really? Of all times. How come we haven't connected and on I this could, before? I can talk about Groucho Marx forever. <sighs> Please so, do. Uh, That's a whole and, other series. Him and Groucho <laughs> Marx used to be such good friends that Groucho used to call him periodically to say, listen, I need you to come over tonight. So Alice come would come on. over to his house and sit next to him and at this point, Groucho was much older. Sure. So he would lay yeah, in bed. Yeah, because in the mid-70s, yeah. He's, yeah, he's so got to be Groucho 60s, was. Yeah, he yeah. was still in bed. He said, when Al- Alice said, when I showed up, I would have to go into his house, go up to his room where he was sleeping, and we would sit in Come a chair on. next to him. And, and he said, Groucho would always have a, a six-pack of beer bud for me because <laughs> that's what, at the time, Alice was drinking. So we'd sit and drink, and we'd watch old movies, and we'd sit and watch them. And he said, the How best part was... How much would you pay to be a, just... Part of that. He Go said ahead, the sorry. best part was is him and him and Groucho. Groucho would watch these old movies. You see that old lady up there? Because I did her. You see that old lady? I did her. I did her. I did her. <laughs> and he says they would do that. And he said Alice would sit. Alice would said he would sit there and sit there and watch these movies until he looked over and Groucho was snoring. He would cover him up, no take his beer, way. and go home. I he did that it. all the time. I love it. He said it was one of his favorite memories. From, I, I, you know. I like him more now just because yeah, of that. Yeah, I That's mean, there's so just little things like that. I mean, you know, him and Dick Van Dyke being such friends. Dick Van Dyke sat by his bed for four days while he went through rehab for the first time, wow. holding his hand. Making sure that he was able to get through it without, because Dick Van Dyke himself went was through such an alcoholic. Guy, absolutely, well. yeah, yeah. And Holy smokes! He did a lot of this stuff and, and able to make it through it. Now a lot of musicians, like a lot did of, did you people, get into Groucho because of Alice, or did you get in Alice? No, I was into Groucho because okay, of uh, what's my line? Oh really? Okay. <laughs> See, I got into Groucho because of my dad would always play the Marx Brothers movies. They would oh, always yeah. be on, and I'm like, come on, this is ridiculous. Like it's so old, I don't want to see this. And I finally would sit and watch. Harpo on the harp, come unbelievable. on. No, Chico on the piano, Harpo on come the harp. Come on. But they're the funniest. It's, it's still, to Even this day, you Zeppo. can put them on. You're you, talking you gotta late have 30s. Ze- you got to have Zeppo in there to just to make You got to have a straight man. You got to have a straight man. You got to have a straight man. Yeah, okay, sorry. We, no, let's I, let's I, not I'm, digress. I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I'm <laughs> totally so with you. That's so funny. Yeah, wow. and, and Alice was a friend with all these people. Wow. So, I mean, he Never would have guessed that. He actually did a movie with Mae West. What? I'm telling you. The guy has been around. That's crazy. If you had said to me that he was into this like deep goth when you said it Zappa, and I thought you were going to go down that whole path, yeah, well, because there's I another thought path. that that's where you were going to go. Like I thought that's what he. And you know, I thought funny, that's kind of what he started. You would think that you know someone like Alice Cooper back in the day in the '70s and the '60s, early late '60s, like that would have been into something more than just alcohol. And actuality, yeah, 
he was only into beer. He drank Budweiser. <laughs> they actually said that when he stopped drinking, they said he was drinking three gallons of oh. alcohol a day. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit. What? And then they finally stopped him from doing that. And that was all Budweiser. I'm surprised. I'm surprised. Holy I think smokes. Budweiser lost. Yeah, they definitely the, the stock went down. <laughs> That's why the stock's down now. <laughs> Holy so, smokes! Before I go into that, I want right. to get into the Hollywood vampires real quick. So I gotta have to use your yeah, go ahead. phone, yeah, your go fancy ahead. little thing here. I gotta play one more song Called from an Alice. Apple. Yeah. So the reason that I wanted to save this last song for last is because. Um, when Alice Cooper joined the band uh, Hollywood Vampires, he was able to write a lot of great songs. Okay. And he was friends with Jim Morrison, which, I mean, like I said, it was a big, big hole in his heart when, when Jim died. Sure. Much like a lot of people that liked him. But for, for Alice, it was, a, it was his drinking buddy. It actually pushed him towards the, going off the wagon because of what happened with, it, with Jim Morrison. Oh, wow. So, you know, with that in mind, he had a lot of other friends that he's lost over the years simply because he's outlived them. Yeah. You know, I mean, sure. little things like, you know, these, these artists that he, you know, George Burns and John yep. Carson, he made friends with older people. I was just going to say, those are the old timers. Yeah, that's that's he the was previous just a, generation of Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. He, was, he was more of a fan of Hollywood, of old time Hollywood, than he was really of music. That's cool. And, it, and that's why the theater was brought into what he does. Got it. So when he got into the Hollywood vampires, he wrote a bunch of different songs, which are great. And the Hollywood vampires came out, you said, recently, but is it? They've only been around for about. Two, oh, okay. About two or three Very years. recently. Okay. Yeah, they're about two or three years old. Got it. So, um, and they still got a couple albums out. They got a new album out called um, uh, Vampires. <laughs> they're yeah, just okay. different things. Right. But they do like, uh, let me just give you, I'm going to give you an example of stuff. Right, give that me an they example, do. yeah. So, for instance, with Brian Johnson and Alice Cooper, this is them doing a song that you've probably heard called A Whole Lot of Love. Oh. But this is their version of it. Got it. Now, Alice starts out. Okay. You need cooling. Yeah, Baby, there it is. I'm not fooling. Give it a little second. Feel the bill. Yeah, totally. Wow, well done. Now you got Brian Johnson stepping in. Oh. That's a, that's a tough song to redo, and they did a really good okay, job. Yeah, that's I'm not bad. You, I'm telling you. See, wow. So that's just, okay. the way, that's just a little bit of it. So the reason so, I wanted to play this last song for the last part of Alice Cooper is I wanted to, this is, to me, I feel like is, is because of all the stories that I told you about Alice Cooper. Right. I feel like this is a song that really hits close to him, and it okay. also hits close to me ah. because of my age and the things that I've gone through in my okay. life. Okay, awesome. So this song, <laughs> without saying too much crazy about it, I'm just going to start it off, but... The song's called My Dead Drunk Friends. <laughs> okay. And you got to remember Great, that Scott. Alice wrote this up for that particular part. So this is my last song for Alice. Thank you very much. All right, hold on, let's sing. And this is pretty good, though. 
Him or or is this is the new stuff? Is this this is this, this is the actual Ash. this album came out like two years ago. Wow, it sounds just like, just like him. Yeah, and he has not changed any a, of a his lick. style at no. all. I could play this next to one of his older songs, and it's very much similar. But the thing that's interesting about Alice is he's got that grunge rock yeah. that he knows how to make it work. Totally. I mean, I could turn around and play like the songs that people know, like Only Women Bleed and I Never Cry and You and Me, the big slow songs that right. were very popular back in the day. Right. And actually, when Only Women Bleed was actually played for the first time in the studio, Bob Ezrin, the producer, actually took it to different people and didn't tell anybody who was singing it and said, who is this singing it? People actually said it was, um, yeah. they thought it was James Taylor. Come on. And then they thought there was a lot of other stuff that he did that was just because of the way he was singing, because it was so different, they didn't think it was his voice. Wow. And he was able to write these songs that were so great, but, you know, it's, it's the grunge that actually still, he's actually yeah. able to carry it on. And there's so much different genres with the music that he's produced that you'll never come anything close to what he's ever done. How did he get so talented? Where did this come from? It's, it's simply... It just built over time? Because you had said earlier that he just... They, they kind of. They really, literally, just came. They were in the right place at the right, right time. time. And because if it wasn't, I really feel like Bob Ezrin is somebody that needs to be explored because he's one who was able to create and develop and develop a yeah. band that was able. You know, he gave them the tools that they needed, but they were able to make them work because these were guys gotcha. that didn't know really what they were doing with the first two albums. Which again, I didn't play them. Right. But when you listen to the, those albums and then you listen to the ones that came on after it, you can see Night and what they day. said, listen, you need to learn chords. Yeah, got it. Yeah, d d different. All right. I'm going to ask you the question that I ask everybody at this time, <clears throat> which ahead. is, you've given me three songs. If you had to give me a bonus song off the cuff, just something you want to play me, just something from Alice Cooper, like, you know what? This is a great song. What would it be? There is one song for you specifically okay. that I wanted to play. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Okay. And uh, I will play it right now. This was off of the album <clears throat> Goes to Hell. Okay. Some of the best guitar work ever. And really? I say that wow. right now. Okay. His, name, you know his, you're... his name was Steve Ezrin. And he played along with this particular part. Okay. And this song is called uh, Wish You Were Here, not the Pink Floyd not version. Pink. Okay, got it. Yeah. And it's just the guitar solo itself. And I'm going to have to skip through it, but I want you to hear the beginning of it because it was, it was a, this song is more the band than Alice Cooper. But Alice wrote this song. Okay. So this is my point on how he was able to write such great songs and then say, this is what I want you to do, this is what I want you to do. And I as want the, like the producer, as the arranger. As the yeah, arranger of these it, yeah. songs. And so this particular song starts with my favorite instrument of all, a gong. <laughs> my favorite <laughs> instrument of all, by the way. Okay. But wait, wait, listen, wait, 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 listen what, to what, the build wait, what, what album you said? What, what year is this? This is from Goes to Hell. This is from 1974. Oh, I like it already. 
Yeah, and this is a totally different thing. Again, you wouldn't think this was Alice no. Cooper until you start singing. You got to give the guitarist okay. a little bit. Oh, time. yeah. A little wah-wah on there. And it's got a double guitar playing. So there's one guitarist and another guitarist, and they both play dual leads. Really? Oh, okay. And he developed this. And he's talking about being in hell. I wish you were here. Oh, that's cool. You can see the Dude, build that's up. musically you difficult the, right there. You can there. feel Come the on. build up on yeah. this. The way that they were actually producing something together. He's actually singing with the guitar. Yeah. There's two, you're saying there's two lead guitars on this. But not one of them is him? Oh, no. no. Okay. This is, uh, I can't think of the name. Steve, it's Steve, Steve Ezrin, I think, is the guitarist that's playing on this. And he actually died recently. Really? Yeah, it's just a long time. I want to hear the guitar right. solo. Part. Yeah. That's what I want you to hear. Okay. This Wait, is, they totally changed time signatures. It's exactly. a totally different wait, beat. Wait, wait till you get to this part right here. You can hear these guitarists fighting for the big moment. Okay. Fighting for the big moment. I like the poetry in that, Scott. It was good. Think about it. Damn. I'm telling you. Oh. We even got to this. Wow. This is a small solo just to give you a start. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Holy smokes. Glad I asked for a bonus song. That's my favorite one. Seriously. I'm telling you. See, the thing is about Alice Cooper, that, that wait, people so, don't sorry, realize. Sorry, sorry. You know how musically difficult that is? I, I know. I, I mean, I know you know, but that's really hard. And oh, they yeah. change time signatures. They change tempos. Like, he's singing while they're playing the same notes. Like, it's incredibly difficult. And see, the funny thing Holy about smokes. the way that, that's just the way the song was built. So you remember the song that I was playing with Give You a Kid a Break? Yes. That's him going to hell. Now he's realized that he's in hell. 
So he plays this song, Wish You Were, you know, but Wish You Were Here, which like, is like he's like got this hell. whole yeah. yeah, and he's got yeah. this whole so even just just for fun. Go ahead. This is the song that comes on after it. Yeah. I'm going home. Wow. And he just changes <laughs> the it. whole yeah. thing. See? Yeah. And he's just got this nice it's little ethereal, goodbye. Yeah. This is the last yeah. song on the album. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, yes. Yeah. Just, I mean, I'm telling wait, wait, you. Wait, then we should. This one should probably be the one that we let play as we are gonna say goodbye. It's so it's so interesting how he's able to make a story. Yeah, it's really chance, cool. This this was the time when people would listen to an album from Front beginning to, back. to right. end yeah, right. and get something out of it. Right. You don't have that anymore. No, no. We've talked about that a lot on this podcast. We've said it, it's not, music isn't the same anymore. You download a song and you listen to it as opposed to you buy an album for the purposes of sitting down and listening to it as if you're looking at it, as if you're watching a movie. Reading the internet. Or as if you're, right, the liner notes, yeah. As if you're looking at a piece of art, like you're taking it in as a, as a whole, instead of just a piece of something, that doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. But this guy clearly did that from front to back. I mean, that's Everything. crazy. I mean, listen, the, the production of the song right here—he's got horns, he's got violins, he's got he's got an orchestra playing behind him. He's basically Frank Sinatra with makeup. <laughs> <laughs> Who actually, when he went to Vegas, he went backstage to Frank Sinatra's show, and he was friends with Frank, by the way. That's crazy. And Frank sang one of his songs, "You and N- Me." No. Walked off the stage to Alice and said, "You keep writing them, and I'll keep singing them." No, that's he said. Awesome. Alice said that was one of the best compliments he Absolutely. ever got. Absolutely, yeah, he's from the Godfather. That's crazy. All right, awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for that. I knew nothing, and now I feel like I really do know so much more about an incredibly talented guy. I'm telling you, honestly, you can li- any song that you listen to of Alice Cooper anymore, you think about the stuff that I've told you, it's going to make you appreciate the song. For more. sure. For sure. And I'm grateful for that. All right. Well, we will uh, ride out to this, and we will see you next time.